Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate, Micah, and Andy. Everybody is virtual tonight. That is one what big... Up? Hey, <laughs> we're doing a 2023 recap, and this is one of the biggest things we've done this year, is learn how to use <laughs> technology to our advantage. Micah's still, still not that great at it. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm but... It, holding my phone like a peasant. It's really not Micah's fault, to be honest with you. He doesn't have internet. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of his fault that he doesn't have it. Well, him and I were fighting about that earlier, actually. Because he's like, well, <laughs> I'm uh, they're digging they're digging fiber right across the road from me right now. And I'm like, it's, it's going to be two years before you have the internet. And uh, I just saw it. No, dude. The, they literally, the conduit is in. They put it in my front yard. The box is right there. The spool of fiber is 150 yards away from my house. You, I, I bet I have it within a month. You don't even know who the company is. And then they got scheduled to service your house and run it to your house. Yep. I'm betting a month or two I should have something. Six months, he's still going to be waiting for internet. I hope. I don't know, man. I've all. Uh, I've talked to people, you know, I'm obviously out in the rural country that's getting all this fiber. And so I've talked to a few of them and they said, well, once this happens, which once they run the fiber, they put a, a doohickey at each of these boxes. Says, once they get that in, they can run you a temporary right to your house. And they said, they said they had it in no time. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I get my new I'm internet. Excited. Either way. I get my new internet tomorrow. Uh, so Pretty I'm excited. T-Mobile home internet. Okay. Um, we had an issue like the last few one of our sh- last few of our shows um, when we had Corey on, and like it's it wasn't mm-hmm. just Andy's internet that night. It, I have every time we do a Zoom call, I've got something go wrong, and I'm paying these these guys 110 bucks a month for what's right. supposedly you know good stuff, and I'm tired of messing with it. So T-Mobile supposed to be good. It's 50 bucks a month, and I can try it for like two weeks. Uh, risk-free so i'm gonna heard, get it i've heard good things yeah i'm gonna get it try it out and see what happens if that don't work i'm just gonna pony up and get starlink because i'm not getting fiber anytime soon so that's on the waiting list i believe like starlink you got it takes a while doesn't it yeah i think it does but that will be my only other option and from everybody i've heard that has starlink says it's amazing it just costs a yeah. lot of no, it's, yeah it's like 650 bucks just to get the 600 equipment. and then it's like yeah and then a hundred and ten bucks a month. So, twenty. I mean, it's expensive. One hundred and twenty. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, it's so, expensive. Don't check. But don't you check awesome his math? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right. but yes, yeah, so I've heard it works amazing. Yeah, but anyway, 
So that's one big thing. But today's show, we are going to be doing a uh, 2023 year in review recap. We do it every year. Uh, we made it another 12 months without killing each other. So that's a big accomplishment. It's my reflection. Amy was asking. Amy was asking me. I know we're not like at our year in because we started in May, but how long have we been doing this? Uh, three and a we've half years. Yeah, yeah, almost four years. So, okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I think it's around three or four. Do you know something I didn't else? Do the math on hmm. this episode we're recording right now is episode one hundred and ninety-one. That means we will be on really? our two hundredth episode in less than three months. Very nice. Just I mean, saying. I feel like we we gotta do something special for that. I think, don't you? Yeah, but I just don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Celebration, I guess. Reminisce. Two. Oh, eight years exact. So we might as well just wait. Two oh eight. Okay. Whatever. Right. That's an episode of year fifty-two, right? Am I my math wrong? Fifty-two times. Well. Four. I don't know because we started in the middle of a year, so I don't know many how many episodes we did like that first year. It's Fifty-two weeks in a year. Yeah, we just I don't know. Good talk. Okay. Yeah. Good talk. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah, it really don't. Whatever. It really don't. But um, hey, let's uh, before we get into this, what I want to do. I mean, you know, we have some uh, sponsors that you know we don't mention every week, but I kind of just want to thank all of our sponsors and, and partners for you know help helping us make this show possible um so i just want to run through them real quick and, and give them all a, a shout out we got weber outfitters uh, out in hawk point athlon optics uh, our buddies out there at athlon onyx maps give a shout out to our buddy jared at onyx camo fire black ovis um we work closely with a fellow named craig who's terrific out there huntworth gear great people yep great folks huntworth gear also great folks I'm uh, looking forward to meeting Nate at ATA and Alps Outdoors. Um, actually recording a show with the owner of Alps Outdoors tomorrow for next week. Uh, Zamberland Boots, Reveal Cameras by Tacticam. Love working with those guys. Habitat Works, obviously Dustin's the man. Love that dude. Um, hope he's doing well today. Midwest Gunworks, love working with them. Another Missouri-based company, Morel Targets gonna run into them at ata as well uh talked to tanner uh the other day and river's edge tree stands um gonna run into them at ata lucky buck will not be there but still want to thank them all the same thank you to all of our partners um like i said we we would not be doing this show anymore if it wasn't for them um because you know it costs money to do this and uh for four years, if we would have just been throwing money away just to talk to each other, I think our wives would have probably killed us by now. 100%. They're about to kill us now, let alone if they if we didn't, uh, you know, <laughs> work with these great, great partners. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, so that, that, you know, that's awesome. Um, 2023, boys, we had a lot of shit happen, didn't we? It was a long year. A lot of new things happened to us as individuals and on the show, honestly. Um, yeah. Our elk, our elk trip kind of changed this year. Yep, changed uh, a lot. It's good. What'd you say? I said it. It changed a lot this year. Yep, it did. Um, you know, you guys went to a different spot. Well, you guys had to draw Colorado, which was new for the first yep. time, and then I drew Wyoming, and right. um, so we didn't go together this year. And 
you know, whitetail season was a whirlwind. It's still not over technically. Um, it's over. It's you, technically you can, you can it's technically wrap, not over, but I'm clo- I'm put, closing put the book on, on it. Yeah, I'm wrapping the bow on it. Um, yeah, so it's been a crazy. I mean, just you you look back and it's just you sit there and go, it's just one year, but a lot of stuff happens in those one year time frames. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's crazy how much goes on. So uh, I don't know what do you think about 23. Um, you honestly. I was just going to say, I mean, like the thing I remember, I mean, obviously there's some highlights, but some of the, like the most fun this year was definitely the bow fishing. Yeah. Start bow fishing. Yeah. Start bow fishing. Like I wouldn't say regularly, but you know, got into that a little bit more. Yeah. We did that for a little while. Uh, That was a blast. Shout out to everybody, Daryl. I think I did (laughs) one. Yep. Yeah. Shout out D. Um, Did you just say D? Some summer. D. Yeah, big D. <laughs> Can I do that? I guess. <laughs> you got you know. And then <laughs> I am gonna respond. Big D. <laughs> I feel like feel they did like go they alone a few times, summer. didn't they? I think they did. Just once. It was once when we went down to the river. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Were you in a van down by yeah, the river? So that was like kind of the highlight. No, we were in a boat. <laughs> yeah, that I for, you know I kind of forget about that. I only so, went. Nah, uh, dude, that that was one memory that popped up was uh, that big, big. I know we posted on Facebook and stuff, but uh, second time I think I ever, ever maybe yeah, even the first time up, up to that lake up north. I'm not gonna give away no. spots. So I was the I think it was in the Ozarks, but that was that massive buffalo. <clears throat> Which one did you massive, shoot it? No, the massive buffalo. That was the one up north. By the uh, the it had the uh, what were those boats? We got them around that. We got it. There was a big boats. one there too, but I think if I recall, the big one was was in someplace else. But anyway, that was I mean kind of fun and Sailboats. exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that was I, a lot. Could be, but uh, that was something new this year we did. Yeah, and actually, another new thing we did this year is I think Andy, tell me if I'm wrong. Was this the first year you and I were both suppressed and had thermal scanners and weapon sites together at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Come February, March, I think we had all of our stuff. Yeah, because like I know last 2022, <clears throat> I didn't have my suppressor yet or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. and I think I might've had my thermal, but no scanner. So like this last thermal season was a year where you and I were at least totally set up, you know, to, to be able to like go and, and not have to either not hunt if you wanted to take someone with you or, right. um, you know, just only have one gun. So, I mean, so like Micah, we, we, we joke with him about not having anything. Although he does now, but uh, like this last season, this last thermal season was the first time that like it didn't really matter if it was just me and Micah one night because I could still be on a scanner or vice right. versa, and you'd still feel like you were in the game even if you weren't like a shooter. So that was that was. I mean, we I would say we hunted more this thermal season than we did 
any of the other first two that Missouri had combined. It, it was definitely the, the hit it the hardest, and I think I learned the most. There's you know a little bit of a learning curve when you start doing that. Um, yeah, in my opinion, if uh, you know daytime and, and nighttime coyote hunting is just not the same animal. No, I I was on a podcast no. today with uh, <laughs> Mike. I'm sorry, we keep sounding like we're cutting you off, but you don't start talking uh, with your lag. But um, I was Same on a chest. <laughs> I was on a show with Mitch Shirk uh, with the Pennsylvania Woodsman today, and he he asked me about day and night hunting, and I'm like, honestly, you could almost consider them two different sports. They're they're the only thing that's similar is you're sitting a call out and you're calling to coyotes. Mm-hmm. That's about the only thing that's similar. Otherwise, I mean, you know, nighttime we're standing up ninety nine percent of the time. I don't. I can't think of a time we've sat down unless we've had to. And then daytime, it's the exact opposite. Ninety nine percent of the time, you're sitting trying to you know get yourself brushed in. How many times have we stood up out in the wide open at night because it was oh, dark? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, everything's so different about the two that he was asking about them, and I'm like, dude, they're not even the same sport. It's almost like another sport within the sport. And yep. uh, so, um, yeah, dude, it was that was fun. I mean, yeah, we looking back, we did do a lot of stuff this year, didn't we? Yeah, quite a bit. Stuff changed. And then see what from that. I mean, we talked about bow fishing, talked about thermals. We went, you know, elk, you know, kind of a bittersweet elk season for us in Colorado. We bring anything home, so – not not a lot changed there, I guess, from years past. But um, yeah, no a huge trip there, difference. White tail season. Do what? Yeah, not a huge difference in the elk. Just we definitely we had my personally had the we closest had closest encounter. So yeah, we had opportunities. It's just you know it, if people can talk crap all they want until they went and done it and went out on public land like that. They just don't know. Like, I, they can, yeah, say yeah. whatever you want, but it's it's tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. then, I mean, the whitetail season, I don't, I didn't add it up, but as a Missouri Woods and Water family, and I'm just talking about us three and like our kids, you know, like just us three, we might have put the most inches of bone down as a group since we started the podcast this year between Chase, Andy, and Micah. Obviously, not me. <laughs> But um, I, I don't know. I feel the first year we started, we had the first year we started doubled up. Yeah, both. Yeah, yeah I guess it was the, that was the year before we started because that's what actually that's the logo that we have right behind you. Yeah. So that's kind of what jump started it. So it was technically the year before we started. It was the best year that us three have ever had. This is the best one since the podcast has been running, I'd say. Yeah, I would say so. And, of course, you know, I'm adding Chase in that one because I didn't kill shit. And it's not like yeah. he killed a giant, but, hey, it was it was a good good deer, especially for a first deer for a kiddo. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff. I was thinking of something to ask you guys, and I kind of forgot. Oh, dude, you know I me. Mean? I mean, we do 52 episodes in a year. So far, knock on wood, we haven't missed a single Tuesday Although we damn came damn close uh, yesterday, but not our fault. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know we do fifty-two episodes in a year, and you don't think of it that being very many. But I went back through them right before we recorded, and you're like, you know, trying wow. 
trying to think of like what your favorite episodes kind of were, some of your you know memorable ones. You're mm-hmm. like, holy hell, that was in 2023. That feels like forever ago, you know. But we had Corey Groff on twice this year. Yep. Um, and that Bobcat episode we did with him, which is episode 140, by the way, if anybody wants to go back and listen to it, um, that was a badass show. Uh, we had Dr. Grant Woods on. That was not too long ago. We had Tory Cook on twice. Uh, one of them, the first ever time he's talked about deer on a podcast and not coyotes. Yeah. Um, which Who I know that's actually probably his biggest passion. Which I think he really enjoyed because yeah. he's known mm-hmm. for coyotes and you know that sort of stuff. So yeah. I'm I'm definitely planning on doing more whitetail stuff with Tory because I think uh, he would enjoy that. Uh, we had Joe Turner on talking about target panic. Uh, Jason Phelps right before we went out west. That was like a dream of mine, and I and I didn't fanboy real bad on that one. Micah was proud of me if I remember correct. Uh, yeah, I mean there was some <laughs> stuff that wasn't recorded that maybe not on air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were at the Weber Weber Outf- Outfitters event. Um, Dustin w- Dustin Williams with Habitat Works was on twice. Um, yep. probably one of my favorite night's recording was when we had russell and austin here and russell talked about prairie dogs and austin talked about oh yeah hunting with dogs with decoy dogs decoy dogs um it was supposed to be just one show but we went so freaking long on the first one we we turned it into two shows um and it was kind of funny because during austin's show you wouldn't have known russell was even here <laughs> you know, but then during Russell's show, he actually talked the most he's ever had to talk before in his life because I, it is the most input on a show. Yeah, yeah, because it was kind of like his show, like the Prairie Dogs. Right. It was his show, so it was kind of cool. He's the only one of us that's done that, which I'm still on my bucket list. I think it'd be a freaking blast to go. Yeah, do. it would. Uh, Scott Wilper was on, um, which we have that. That's a question for tonight, and the answer is yes, by the way. But we'll still ask it. Um, Matt Ross and the 20 biggest deer discoveries. That was a really fun show for me. Um, yeah. Did you guys know that the coyote hunting draft show we did, which is episode 148, by the way, that happened this year. It, it felt like, oh, wow. so, yeah, that seems like good. Dude, yeah, it feels like it was like two years ago. It was 2023. Um, we got it. That was something. one, dude, that, that really was probably. I had a lot of fun doing that. It was. It was a lot of fun, and I never realized how many people would get pissed off about a fun <laughs> show we were just having. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got a lot of feedback on that one, both positive and negative. Yeah. Um, but you know, remembering we're like, dude, it was just for fun. We're not like, it, we're not actually drafting right. teams, you know. And I think Andy got a lot of shit because he gave me shit for my team, and he wasn't even serious. Yeah. But um, it was, it was good. We got to do something like that again. You know, without doing like another draft, I don't know how you would do it. Maybe you do know the draft. Coyote hunting hall. There you go. We could do that. Yeah, I've seen another podcast on the copy, but he did kind of a quasi Hall of Fame type deal. I think we can. I think we'd make that into something. We just call it the All Star Show. You know, then we're not copying, right? (laughs) Um, And then what else did we do? Um, Oh, we had a a coyote tournament. Coyote tourney talk. And depredation tag show, which was really good. That was when Micah got that depredation tag right before thermal season. And then we had talk about it outdoors on. Alex was on to talk about thermal hunting. And, I mean, that's just a handful that I I remember and 
there's a shit ton more that were that were really good. So we had Andrew with the O2 podcast. He came in last year or this year in yep. 23. Yep, he did. He came in and did a little thermal hunting with us. I think that was enjoyable. I hope he comes back and he's planning on it. Yep. Um so yeah. And then looking forward into 2024 before we get into these listener questions. <laughs> I mean Andy and I are going to ATA. Uh, Micah was supposed to, but he doesn't get to go anymore. Hank Hill got called in. Yeah, I got screwed. <laughs> Hank Hill is going to have to Hank Hill. I got to work my board. Yeah, I got to Hank Hill it. No and big deal. It'd be all right. I know you guys. It'd be like, like care of it. that some days. It'd be like that someday. I'm actually surprised by your internet lately. In fact... I think we need to, because uh, ATA, by the way, Pat's going with us, and uh, Pat's going with us to ATA, <laughs> and we need to get on his ass about your internet. They don't service his area. Whose area? Micah's. Are you talking about oh, my internet? No, I'm talking about yours. Yours has I'm been my internet. the last two. I have one problem one day. Yeah, and, you're, and it's happening again tonight. Is it really? Yeah. It's weird. And this is like the first yeah, two I times. Yeah, it's yours. I think it's yours because he's doing fine for me. No, he's I've, he's never had a problem. He's never had a problem with me. But I'm going to find out when I get my new internet. We're going to do some testing over the next two weeks. Yep, yep definitely. Well, I'm going to have to make a phone call. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're going to ATA. We're going to meet, you know see some people we know and hopefully meet some new folks. But, you know, it's in St. <laughs> Louis this year. So it's just so, yeah. you know, it's in our backyard. we gotta we got to make a trip over there. Um. Planning on doing as much cow hunting as I can, as we can. I'm sure as a collective group, I can probably speak for all of us trying to do as much cow hunting we can over the next, you know, five months, um, whether that's tournaments or not. You guys are doing the explicit tournament this weekend. We're recording this show on yep. the 27th of December. You guys are doing explicit this weekend. I can't. Um, and so the next weekend is Natural Born Killers, and I already got told no by Daryl and Micah. So... I'm I'm wah, wanting to wah, wah. I'm wanting to hunt in that because I haven't got to hunt yet. So uh, I'm either going to be by myself or Russell. I I'm probably going Russell. to yeah. I think Russell go. He probably will too because he's an actual good brother-in-law. Just saying. Just saying. I'm you just not one. putting my wife through that. <laughs> Andy, are you doing that tournament? Andy? Will you put your wife through it? Probably. <laughs> yeah. So you got a full team. I I mean that's. Your team full up on next week? I believe so, unfortunately. I think we have okay. our normal three running. Um, so go and do that. And then we're going to do, you know, as many as we can, you know, outside of those two. We'll do Midwest Wildlife. Uh, I'd love to go down to the Connor Clifton one down uh, at down in uh, yeah, yeah. Corey's Neck of the uh, Woods. Licking? Yeah. I think it's in Licking, Missouri. But he'd have to give us all the land to hunt because I don't know. Nobody down yeah, we there. We nothing down there. We didn't have to do some public land scouting. Yep. Um, you know, I want to do a couple of thermal tournaments in 24. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, Weber Outfitters is having one. At least yep. they, they're planning on it. So I don't know if it's finalized yet, but they're planning on having a thermal one. Micah found Oh, thermal. Yeah, yeah, a 24-hour one. Um, Micah, didn't you find one that's just a night tournament? Uh. I think it was like a 14-hour, 18-hour one or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but it was pretty much 
you check in in the field, like on call. You did see that. And then you go to and then you go to the weigh-ins the next morning at like nine o'clock or something like that. I'm like, that I want to say it's over in like northeast Missouri. Yeah, it's about two. It's it's somewhere near Moberly. Um, it's about Nor- two hours Norburn, away, wasn't it? No, Norburn, no, not Norburn. A different tournament. I know what you're talking about there, but. I, I'll be honest with you. I've got, I made that initial coyote tournament list, and there's been so many that's popped up. And you know, just with the end of the year stuff, it's been it's been busy. So I have not updated that um, to stay up with it. But one of these days, I will. Uh, you piece of revamp shit. it. Piece of shit. It it be what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so that's about all I know. 2023 is over. You know, I'm glad you guys continue dealing with me for some whatever reason. Um, you know, our show, um, you wouldn't know it, but, you know, we, uh, just like, you know, any other job, I guess you'd call it, or hobby, sometimes it get it gets difficult to get things done. And, you know, I mean, there was a few times we didn't know if we were going to get a show in, you know, uh, on a week and, um, somehow we got it done uh, and I'm proud of us. I'm, I'm super proud of you, Andy. Micah can fuck off, but I'm super proud of you. Ah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. If it wasn't for Andy, we wouldn't get any of this. Done. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I just don't know what you guys would do, but I, I don't either. I hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I make uh, 60% but, uh, of the episodes. 60% of the time you make it 50% of the time. Every time. <laughs> 16. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys, we got anything else you want to get in listener questions? Let's get to listener questions because I think that will also kind of like yeah. cover some I, of the well, first, Before we got a listener question, I have a question for you guys. What? I thought of this question the other day and I didn't know how I would respond. If you had to move next year to a state that we'll just say the deer quality sucks. Not, you know, like a, and I'm not going to name, name state. I wanted to, but I'm not going to. But let's just say where a big deer, like a 110 or a 120, would you have the same passion that you do about them now? It'd be, it'd be more difficult. Uh, and just for me, just because like, I didn't grow up hunting, you know, a smaller deer. Like we grew, we all grew up right. or we all know what a, a larger deer is. Um, but at the same time, like, let's say I moved to Florida, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they're not known for having large deer that, that hunting would be so different. I would think it would be like learning a whole new way of hunting, like a whole, like whitetail hunting would change, uh, in that aspect. But depending would, on my resources, like if I, if I had the resources to go and like knowing myself, if I would attempt to grow, I know what deer can do. And I think we talked to some, like it, it's about the resources, right? If you can do it for so many years, could I improve my area? It would turn into something fun like that to me instead of, you know, shooting, trying to shoot big deer every year. It'd be more growing. See if I could grow bigger deer in my specific like area. I don't know if it'd be possible, but right. Depending yeah. on my resources, if I had the space to do it, yeah, it, it'd be weird. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah that, that's what I was, and I don't know what made me think of it, but I was just like, I just don't. It'd be so hard to 
shoot a 110 and just get super excited about it. Unless you, I guess you put in that work and you know that that, that 110 or something like that is a trophy there. So it would just right. take a different mindset. You would have to totally like switch because I mean, like I said, you I, already I can know. Drive down right. Like I can drive. There's been numerous times where I'm driving from work I, and I'll see a 130, 140 class right there on the side of the road. You know, and that this time of year specifically. So it'd just be hard to switch my brain to thinking that something of a smaller, smaller caliber is the trophy, if that makes any sense. You know who we need to ask is Josh Raley. He moved from Wisconsin to Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's not known Georgia's for – Georgia, Georgia's got good deer, but they're not known for having, you know, not, world, Wisconsin yeah, is – Wisconsin's top, you know, top three every year in, you know, right. whitetail states. So, you know, Georgia's not that. So, I wonder what he thinks. Like, is it <laughs> is it different for him? Has he had that, like – has he lost any passion for it? And a lot of it probably has to do with, like, what do you have access to? Like you were just saying, Andy, in Wisconsin, did right. he, you know – so in Missouri, did I have access to really good farms, and then I moved down to Florida, and I've got nothing public but land. public lands, you know, that is small and and sparse around where I live. Like right. that, that would kill some of the drive for me a little bit too. Uh, so I guess it just depends, like you know, what am I moving to? Um, you right. know, I don't know. It, it'd be weird, but I'm not planning on moving, so that's good. Yeah. Yep. All right, you ready for Okay, me? let's get into some listener questions. All right, let me do these two I took screenshots of first. So, first one's easy. We got a question by M.G. Granger. Is Scott Wilper returning as a guest? We, Whatever he wants. We yes. 100% plan on asking him again, and I bet you he'll come. So, uh, yes, that is our plan. Scott is an awesome turkey man to talk to. Might even talk to him about other shit, too, because he's a great deer hunter. So... Um, just mm-hmm. depends. And, uh, yes, he is hundred percent on our radar to come back. Um, Turkey addict, Turk addict 90, uh, has two questions. Well, first thing he says is just keep up the great work, fellas. Love the content. Y'all pump out fellow Missourian here in mid Missouri. Thanks, man. We Appreciate got, it. we got you tricked, but I guess that works. Yeah. And then this is a good question. I was about to ask you guys this, and I remembered that this question came up. If you could change, there's actually two questions here. If you could change one thing about this past season, what would it be? And what's your favorite calibers? So, uh, you want me to go first? <laughs> if I could, uh, actually, it's not. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Because between right, these between these two things, they don't lie to us. That's so fine. Go ahead. Between these two things, one of them. What, is, but... what do you think? A uh, Caden. Yeah, I was gonna say Caden too. No, that's not what I was gonna say. You selfish ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're just a dick. I <laughs> was. I would have changed the way I I handled Wyoming. Um, I should have. I should have planned on rifle hunting no matter what. Me and Russell should have planned on somehow getting back there for rifle. Uh, Before we ever went, we should have said, we're going to go these dates for archery season, and then we're going to go back with rifle 
uh, if we don't get something done. Right. And the reason I say that is after the fact, our buddy Chad, who helped us, you know, along the way, he's got five people in his hunting party. All five of them killed a bull with their rifles. Yeah. yeah. And you're just in the wrong, right place, wrong time. And all five of those elk that were killed were all in the area me and Russell were hunting. I mean, right on the same slope, everything. So, like, I think that's – we fucked up. Like, we should have planned on getting back there for rifle season. And knowing it now, I'm like, what the hell were we thinking? But, unfortunately, it just, like, we didn't plan that, and so we didn't have the PTO we needed. I did – I you know, it was just – we didn't go, and we should have made sure we made it to rifles out there for rifle season two. So that's my biggest regret from this season because that's something I had 100% control over. I didn't have control over what happened with uh, Baraka, you know, like Micah killed him, and it is what it is. I didn't, you know, Caden was a learning experience for him, you know, and so I, I still think that wasn't totally a negative for the kid. But Wyoming, I fucked up, and I should have been better about that so that's what i would have changed do better yep okay do better do better andy what would you have changed oh man i'm sure there's something i'm missing but i mean it was a good year i I wake up morning and i piss excellence i don't change basically um change your face do that sure i'll go with that (laughs) i don't know i mean there's some Small stuff, I guess, but I mean, nothing that I'm, there's the day that I could have went bow hunting. I took my daughter, but I really don't regret that. Right. You know, I, I could have went and said my deer stand. I watched that my number one deer walk underneath it four times. And I don't really regret taking my daughter. So that's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm good with it. I'm got major, major regrets. I guess, uh. I wish I would have figured out my thermal last year. I missed a lot of coyotes with my thermal, which is a bucket, not a bucket list, but a checklist item for me this year is yeah. to uh, be more efficient with my thermal shots. We got a nice reset there too, because we got new thermals on our guns and right. that'll give us a chance to night, you know, hopefully get them nice and dialed in before the season. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really miss a lot last thermal season, but I missed a few times that were a little concerning. Like, why did I miss right there? But, you know, then the right. next coyote I'd, I'd drop. So I didn't have, like, those long stretches. Um, what? Nope. I know what it is. What, what, I know what it is now. What What would you change? What tournament? In the Midwest tournament, I had an opportunity to shoot the winning coyote. <laughs> that would have been worth about another 1200 bucks. And uh, I pulled up, and I shot fairly quick. And I wish I would have taken my time. Made a little better shot. If I'd have killed that coyote, we would have been the outright winner. Instead, we tied and lost on weight. So yeah, you got third in the money. That uh, is my yeah. my number one hunting regret. You suck. Damn it, <laughs> Micah. What's your Sucks biggest regret? Um. Well, I got two. Uh, the first one's pretty pretty easy. I say, if you uh, don't say one, I'm gonna punch you straight in the throat. Well, was the elk, you know, I <laughs> uh, definitely should have paid a little bit more attention, maybe practicing range and stuff a little bit more. 
shot too high. We all know the story, you know, never found it. So that was definitely a regret, uh, learning experience. Uh, then my second big regret is I wish I would have been able to get on that white eight this year. I wish you would have too, brother. Uh, I wish you would have too. <laughs> that would have been with my bow. So yeah, so it would have been that. Still, still could have changed. Still could have changed things that Saturday. I'm just saying <laughs> that was the second Saturday of the season. It could have, it, it could have made things different. I'm just saying. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I'm glad, glad for the person that did shoot him. You know, it, he was after him too. So I'm happy about that. But that definitely sucked. He was definitely the one I was after that I've had the most history with ever. Yep. So, um, other than that, as far as regrets go, I'm trying, how many, how many dogs won explicit last year? Was it five or was it six? I don't remember. Remember, Andy? I'm thinking. I think it was. I think, I think it was it seven was points. Five it, and it was a cat. Yeah, it was five and a cat. I think. Something like that. Well, never yeah, mind was... because I thought I messed up on a double. Not that I necessarily would have gotten both of them. I messed up on a chip shot 70, 80 yards away mm-hmm. that would have put us. It would have put us in the money yeah. uh, last year. But I mean, that's not that big of a deal to me. I could care less. But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that uh, I'm regretting too bad. Right. And then, what is our favorite deer caliber? Deer caliber? Yeah, I just realized there's a deer after fave and caliber. So, favorite deer caliber. Okay. Uh, without doing too much thinking, I mean, um shooting a six creed more now for deer so i guess i'll say that i don't know that's my favorite although chase certainly showed me what it can do <laughs> um and uh you know before that i was shooting such a big freaking rifle that i'm not even sure i would call that a, a my favorite round because it was almost too much so i'll just say the six creed more right now um it's, it's a good gun shoots straight and it uh, put down a deer, and then, you know, if Caden wouldn't have – if I would have been better at helping Caden, I think he would have put down a deer with it. So uh, I'll say the Sixth Creed just because that's what I'm shooting right now. For me, hands down, I mean, there's – it's not one that I shoot regularly because of my suppressor situation, but uh, for me it's a 7-millimeter Magnum. 7mm mag. If I could pick – a deer rifle don't, I don't have to pick it for multi-use multi-whatever mm-hmm. I can pick just a deer rifle it's the the 7 mag my god um, favorites go I'll probably go 270 just because I've killed more deer with the 270 than anything else I mean I've kind of retired that gun since I've gotten the 6.5 Creedmoor and you know my hand went limp <laughs> that's six you know, there's nothing uh, I, it gets actually, a lot of crap but it, it kills man it kills so i was listening to another podcast the other day i th- think it might have been hornaday's podcast maybe they were talking about the 270 and in its day was almost just you now mind you when it all came out all started it wasn't podcast reviews there wasn't the internet and all these people talking shit 
your gun shop shit talkers, your neighbors nudging you, giving you crap. You know, the 30-30, the 30-06 were the big names then, or, you know, big guns then at that time. The 270 came out and everybody just poo-pooed on it. Uh, just like same way, like people don't like the 6.5. There's a lot of controversy. And I didn't realize this because, I mean, I'm we're, we're out of that generation. All of us are. But I didn't realize how, how much crap the 270 got in the very beginning of it wasn't capable. It couldn't do this, couldn't do that. It was, it, it, me it was the new kid on the block back then. And, yeah. Just like like the six five is now and uh nice to me now it's a staple deer rifle so i didn't realize that i did not know the 270 was a controversial round when it first kind of got popular right um so mike i'm right there with you that six five is probably a pretty in the 270 both are probably my second and third yeah yeah i mean I, I, and that's just i don't get all up in arms about different calibers i mean if it as long as it's legal and it does the job good, I go for it. I could care less what you shoot as long as you're doing it right. And, you know, the main thing is practice, practice, practice. So, you right. know, I've killed more deer with the 270 than I have anything else. That's why I picked the 270. Right. So. Good questions, man. Okay, moving into Instagram, and then I'll go to Facebook. Uh, first comment I got is from Sean Spears. I will be hunting this coming season in your state wmas best area and season to come in for or two seasons um what's wma public ground public ground um so you got you picked the worst show to ask that question to but hey we're gonna try to answer it uh we don't really hunt that much public dude um obviously if you're talking about deer season then why wouldn't you come during the rut uh i would come week in november if you're a if you're a bow hunter i'd come before uh, rifle season and as far yeah, as week before yeah as far as areas i get the feeling that there's more public ground in northeast and kind of the st louis south of st louis um parts of the state than there are on our side of the state just because we don't have that much where we live um but dude we have so much public ground in this state it's crazy and if i were you i'd get on onyx and start searching um if you don't know the state of Missouri, the state of Missouri historically has bigger deer the further north you go. But I don't even know if I'd believe that so much. I mean, there's some giants. You just lost us so many listeners <laughs> from northern Missouri right now. But there's some there's some giants that get shot south of St. Louis two hours every damn year, get hit by cars on whatever highway that is going down to Sykeston. Like, yep. there's giants in it's Jeff City. There's giants everywhere. There's giants where we're at. There's... You know, so, you know, Mark Twain is a popular name for public ground, but um, there's a lot of big public grounds, uh, public areas out there. So I would just get on your Onyx and check. Just keep in mind, like, I was, I was listening to a podcast. It was an out-of-state one, and they were talking about Missouri during rifle season, and he was, you know, public ground. It is an army of orange. It goes out there, so it's probably probably a good idea to be one of those ones that uh, put your hiking boots on and really dig in deep if you want to try to find some success. I'm not saying you can't do it 200 yards from the truck, but uh, you know, just keep that in mind. There, our public ground does get beat up quite a bit yep. by out-of-staters and in-staters. It's uh, 
you know, we're blessed in that we do have quite a bit of public, but there are quite a bit of hunters too. So keep it in mind, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, good question, man. Okay. For next one on the old Instagram, the O2 podcast, which I can guarantee you is Andrew Dick. How many coyotes will Nate miss this year? I don't really know where this is coming from, by the way, but my answer is zero, bitch. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm going to say three. I have an explicit reading. I'll say you'll miss. Yeah, I'll, I'll say three this year. Okay. Yeah, it's good Good. Good guesses, I guess. Uh, I hope I don't miss any, <laughs> as we all all hope. Are we doing prices right rules? I'm still thinking my answer here. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So give me your answer. <laughs> well, I'll go two. Yeah, so fuck you, Micah. Okay, but uh, no, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just I don't hope I hope I don't miss none. And I I feel I'll tell you this for the first time in a long time, I feel complete with my rifles. Everything's set up. Everything's got glass on it now. Uh, like a circle. <laughs> like a circle. <laughs> uh, you know, everything's got glass on it now. You know, um, so. Two of them are nice and sighted in. I'm going to do some more playing with them. The thermal, I'm going to give myself plenty of time to get it sighted in. So my hope is that, you know, it, it goes swimmingly. But that probably means I'm going to end up missing 15. So we'll see. Thanks for uh, asking that question, dickhead. All right. Um, Mitchell Shirk with Pennsylvania. <laughs> if Nate, Micah, and Andy each had their own box of one dozen Krispy Kreme donuts in front of them, who would eat them the fastest? The steaks? Winner gets first shot dibs on the best coyote stand. You guys are screwed. I ain't, I ain't winning anything. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I'm not a fast eater. You guys are screwed. I feel like if, it, if, if this was a marathon, I have a chance, but uh, this is a sprint. I don't know if I can do that. Mike has got it. We all know this. We all, we're calling Micah, I'm the, we're I'm, calling I'm Micah the, the fat kid. <laughs> I am the fat kid, so it's okay. <laughs> I am not a fast eater. You guys can attest every time we go out to dinner or lunch or something, I'm the last one eating. So there's no way I'd win that contest. Because you won't shut up. You're <laughs> always talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brady Stockman. Plans <laughs> Plans on how Micah will repay Nate for guiding him to Baraka. Oh. Uh, Eventually, I will get you one of those little mini, you know, <laughs> little mini replicas. That, that's how I'm going to repay you. I'm not going to, I'm not bringing it in this house. So I don't know why you would waste I, your I was, money. I was telling my daughter goodnight. I missed that. How are you going to do it, Micah? I'm going to get him one of those little mini replicas that he can put, you know, there on the table and look at it every time. I thought I was just send your mount and get like artwork done and see if we can have that deer in a scene. Of a fence. Ooh, oh, like you it. dick! You're talking about that dude. You're talking about that dude that does the 3D art, um, 3D taxidermy. Yeah. I thought about having yes. him on the show. Actually, um, I would actually allow that. That oh, would be that would cool. be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be really I cool. Think would be... You you get artwork done and you have him just on the other side of a fence. I need a fence row and him <laughs> right on the other side. Oh god, that would and be a hilarious. Big hunting sign. Right oh my no god, passing. We should on the trees. Dude, we should make that happen. <laughs> we should 100% make that happen. <laughs> oh. That's a great question, Brady. Tag that guy in it. 
tag, tag that guy in here. We'll, we'll look him up, see how much something like that would be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Amy Winstead. I think I know her. Just curious, what are you all getting and or doing for your wives for dealing with all the hunting excursions and the long podcast nights? Well, I'm just going to go first and just say that I have got brownie points for the next few years built up because I took my wife and children during hunting season to Disney. So I feel like I should be playing with house money for a few years, don't you? I mean, that's I mean, how that it's, works. It's pretty yeah. good. It's fairly good. Yeah. Play that card. Say, Play that card. Amy, <laughs> Amy we, we babysit your husband at least once a week for you. So, I mean. Yeah. Who's really doing what That's, for that's who? what we're doing for you. Yeah. But, Micah, this, uh, I'm just this is my sister's. Minute. This is my sister's question. So, really, this is for you. And I'm going to speak for the other guys here. As far as our wives go, we really appreciate what y'all do uh, by letting us pursue the passions that we have in the outdoors and this podcast. We do know it takes a lot of time away from the family, you know, a lot of work and a lot of late hours and that sort of thing. And uh, we appreciate y'all letting us do that. 100%. Yeah, I found – at first, when Andy, when Mike is like, I'm going to talk for the guys, I'm um, like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. But no, I, 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 uh, no, no, you're not. I resemble that remark. Uh, you know, my wife, um, I can only speak for my wife, but I know your two wives well, and I can, I'm pretty confident that this would be the same case. You know, they're all rock stars. They, they're all, you know, mostly supportive of us doing this podcast together and you know for the most part they're they're happy that we're doing it and and doing this together and uh you know couldn't tell her i love her enough so it's uh you know we appreciate them being behind us and doing this absolutely for sure all right thanks amy ruined the vibe now we're all being gooey uh (laughs) b-r-m-k-l-r-8-1 Asked us, Western Hunt Plans 2024. Well, that's probably gonna, yeah, that's probably going to change a lot. I, I sent you guys the article the other day, but Colorado is considering taking out over-the-counter tags altogether. That will come, or I think they're having a vote on it in June, or that's when they're talking about it, something along those lines. Um so that's kind of up in the air, honestly. So if we want to burn tags there or, or burn points, uh, uh, that or, you know, we've also talked about doing a coyote, Western coyote hunt type deal. So don't know. We haven't really discussed a Western trip too much yet. Yeah. Our Western trip could definitely look different. I mean, I, I you guys have heard me talk about it a few times. I might not go anywhere. Um, so... Yeah, it's really up in the air more than it ever has been, honestly, because uh, we just really don't know, you know, what we're gonna do. We we probably as a group do need to sit down at some point and talk about everything. But um, yeah, we don't know what's going on. Like I've I've kind of wanted to do. I think well, Andy has mentioned this too, and Micah. I've kind of wanted to do a coyote tour, um, but you know, at the same time, like a coyote tour might take actually longer than our elk trip would just because of all the different places we'd be going. So, um, you know, like 
early September leaving for two weeks is worse than leaving for one. And that's that's half the reason I'm thinking about not going is because I'm missing so much of my kids' stuff at the beginning of school. So, yeah, like I'd lo- I think a, a, a coyote trip would be freaking blast. Um, but, you know, like we just – yeah, we don't know. It's, it's, it's just probably the biggest year as far as not knowing what we're going to do out west this year, if anything, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you, my dad had some stuff done to his knee, and he's not sure. I mean, last year his knees hurt him bad. He only hunted two days, I think, out of the whole trip. Mm-hmm. Feel better by next year. He said he wasn't going, uh, but he just did uh, like a stem cell, uh, what we call a procedure on it. Um, so hopefully he's starting to feel better. He says he is. So we'll see how it's feeling here soon, and that'll be a big determining factor for for me a little bit of, you know, how much I keep pushing that for right now. I'm building. Colorado. Uh, eventually, I would like to go to a wilderness area in Colorado. In Colorado, um, get back in, get into some bugling bulls, and and hunt some more sought after places than what we do go. Mm-hmm. We where we go is not the obviously you guys can tell not the um, trophy area hunters paradise. I mean, it's a good place for our, our group right now. So. Yeah, I would like to get into a more serious elk hunting place in Colorado at some point. Yeah, um, yep. I, I I echo that sentiment. We, you know, me and Russell this this last year in Wyoming, you know, we had camp on our our backs, um, you know, and it wasn't like exactly how Andy is envisioning the wilderness areas, how I envision the wilderness areas in Colorado, um, but it was it was a taste of that, you know, like. Every night at dark, we're setting up our single man tents and, you know, we're, and then in the morning we're, we're busting them back down and we're going right. And that, that was cool. Like it really was pretty cool. Um, you realize how quickly you go through water and then you don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, I would like to do more of that. Uh, cause I think that's just, it's a totally different game than, you know, s- traditionally what we've got to do in Colorado. Um, but also comes with its own set of challenges. But yeah, I can see what you're saying there, Andy. I just know some guys that have went to some higher like point draw units Mm -hmm. and they went back into wilderness areas and they might have six bulls in a day, you know, screaming at them to where now we might, if we, if we get one to scream at us, the entire trip, we're we're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Or trip. So, yeah. That's a good one. All right. Moving to Facebook now, Harley Smith. Who eats the most Twinkies? I don't eat Twinkies. I'll be honest. I don't remember the last time I had a Twinkie. I guess it's me. I do like Twinkies. So it's just, I guess it's you. I don't I honestly, I can't tell you the last time I had a Twinkie. Which is surprising because I'm fat several, as shit. <laughs> Tournament days, there's several boxes of Little, little Debbie snacks in our uh, our truck. From Fudge Rounds to Crunch. Uh, I was going to say. Not Crunch Wraps. I tear the shit crunch, out of Fudge crunches. Rounds. <laughs> Oatmeal cream pies. And Ugh, uh, yes, gross. there are some Twinkies from time to time. Fudge Rounds. They, and I like it. Every once in a while, you get a box of Fudge Rounds that are... <laughs> I'm going to try to say this without you guys making jokes. The Fudge Rounds are nice and moist instead of dry. And it's like heaven every time you get a fudge round out of saying. that box. Uh, I would I would almost eat an entire freaking box of those fudge rounds when they get like that. And then you get those boxes where you're excited and you, you tear into that first fudge round. It's kind of dry and you're just like, bleh. This is not the yep. same. So, uh, Have you ever gotten the, 
You ever gotten the double decker? Like the big ones from the gas station? No, no, I haven't. You need to try one of those. It'll change your life. Hey, should we should we give Daryl's uh, secret away on uh, coyote tournament hunting snacks? I don't think it's much of a secret. I never knew about yeah, these before ahead. he told me about chocolate-covered paydays. Hmm. Yeah. I never saw one in my life, and he's like, go into Casey's. and He may. Say that again. Yeah, he, he makes – he'll get on a kick. He'll get on a kick on something and just think it's the best thing ever, <laughs> and most of the time it's just okay. Well, those chocolate-covered paydays are awesome. Like core – <laughs> they're fine i mean there's better candy bars out there man i don't know they're pretty good i like them i haven't had one in a while though so we need to go hunting oh, soon shit. okay uh from hillary and daryl Ryder, which i know this is daryl hillary would be, hillary would be nice about it daryl's gonna be mean to me top three the first part of his question is nice top three gear purchases on your wish list for 2024 also, when is the Tales of the Chase with Micah's Buck going to come out? Sounds like a real trophy hunt. I feel the listeners want to hear all the details retold. Um, we already told that story in the Rut Rifle recap. I don't want to retell it again. So there's not going to be a Tales of the Chase of just Micah's Buck. But let's go to the first part. Top three gear purchases on your wish list for 24. I can think of one off the top of my head. Uh, maybe is guns multiple categories, or can I just count? It as could one? be. It counts one. Uh, I want, especially after talking to Corey, I want a custom twenty-two two fifty, uh, bolt action. Uh, Andy, I think you probably would have said the same thing. I'm torn. Um, I don't know, some some heavy heavy thinking. There are multiple calibers that I would like that I don't have. Why not both? Um, Ruger Ruger came out or is coming came out with. A line of new Predator rifles. Uh, pretty. Th- I'm trying to decide what caliber I really want in that. Yep. I also am intrigued by a custom 22 250 because I do not have that caliber. Um, Which is surprising to me. Really, I'll be honest. That I want a 22 250? No, yeah, because you don't I already have one. Yeah, that he doesn't have one because, I mean, oh. let's be honest, when it, when it comes to coyote hunting, Andy is like, you know, the, our main coyote hunter. You know, you get to do the most of it most of the time. And I just would have thought you would have went ahead and bit the bullet and got one of those. I think cause I started with a, tw- a two forty three. Like, I had that when I first started coyote hunting. It just stuck. Mm-hmm. I just always, I've killed yeah. my first deer with a two forty three. I kill, like, that caliber has been in my gun safe since I've been... Yeah, eight years old, you know, and I think that that's just you go to what you know, and I felt like I was the most comfortable with that, so I stuck with it. And yeah, I've never pit, I've never shot a twenty two two hundred and fifty, let alone owned one. So, and it's not having anything against it. I just haven't done it. Two four three will, yeah, to me, a two four three will do what that twenty two two hundred and fifty does. I know it doesn't speed, blah blah blah, but at the same time, I don't really necessarily need. None, of, none of us need another rifle. <laughs> right. It's not a need. Yeah. It's a want, right? So, however, I don't have a 6 Creed, don't have a 22250. Those are on my bucket list. Yep. Um, um, 
I think all three of mine are in the gun category. Honestly, I, I'd like to get a gun safe uh, this year. Um, I've outgrown my gun safe, so I've got rifles outside of it right now. And um, I'd like to get a gun vise and um, a torque wrench Same. and some stuff, so that yep. even though Russell loves, you know, me coming over and working on my shit. I would like to be able to leave them alone, you know, and do some of my own stuff here and there or like basic cleaning of my guns, you know, like I'm always laying them on the floor and working on them. I'd like to, you know, be able to actually stand up and, you know, have a, a gun vice and stuff like that. So uh, my plan is to get gun that vice stuff. Is on my list. Yeah. And like I Fork said, wrench would be nice. Yep. I, I just, I don't torque. I mean, I don't have a proper torque wrench. I do it by what I feel is right. Yeah, I know that's not correct. No, I that's hear you. Got. Michael, what about you? What are some of the gear purchases you want this year? Uh, another rifle. Uh, I either want to get a custom, another well, twenty-two two fifty custom, or I want. I don't have a two forty-three, so I kind of like to get a two forty-three. You should, I think and you should check out the I new Predator rifles that they came out with. America, it's the uh, Ruger American Predator. I'm gonna two. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna two. check them out. Also, I mean, I'd like to. Dos. I don't know why, but either one I get, I'd like to get custom made just to yeah. have a badass, you know, right. you know, proof research barrel that sort of thing. Just a badass gun. Probably not gonna have, you know, got other things. I'll but I need to get a safe as well. Okay. You'll both own a bow fishing bow by the end of the – a new bow fishing bow. I know, Micah, you kind of right. got one. But I, I feel like you'll, yeah. you'll both have a new one. A new what? Specifically a Vader. Bow fishing. I think both of you have by the end of the – Aren't summer. I already supposed to have a bow fishing bow that we apparently bought? I have one, yeah. It's, my, it's Micah's. I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> I thought we bought bows. It's one. Oh. Well, well then I need to get one, I guess. <laughs> I, I have, no, I have a but I have a buddy that said we could have some. I um, think they're. I don't think like they're top notch or not. And I mean, I'm assuming that offer's still on the table. I you know, haven't gotten got them. And that's my but, uh, my biggest gear thing is is I'm gonna put a deck on the boat, at least modify to get the lights on it. It's kind of got a quasi level deck. I, I haven't decided how I want to handle it yet, but. I'm gonna get. Do you have the lights my yet? My boat set up. No, thought you did. No, I just paid for them. I'm guessing Daryl still has them. They're still at Daryl's. <laughs> uh, at least I think I paid for them. Um, I just want to get that set up. I mean, Daryl's been gracious enough to let us go with him because yeah. that I've never met somebody who's down to go do that as much as he is. But uh, sometimes you don't want to have to ask somebody else and want to be able to just do it on your own. Yeah. Return the favor eventually sure. and be like, hey, let's exactly. take our oh, boat absolutely. this time. You don't have to, you know, deal with it. I absolutely. mean, you know, you always take care of your friends when you're using their stuff. And, you know, it's not like we, you know, make them pay for his own fuel and all that. But at the same time, you don't want to, you know, keep looking at gift horse in the mouth. I get that. Yep. Right. All right. Uh, Micah, did you answer three? I can't remember. Mm, I, I can't think it. of a third one. All right. Yeah, I can't really think of a third one. I mean – I'm sure there's something out there, but I'm pretty, I got, you know, been doing this a long time, so got quite a bit of stuff already. Yep. But, you know. Yep. All right. BMF Outdoors. 
What are your trips or goals for the year, trip goals for the year? Well, we kind of already talked about that a little bit. Um, what are your coyote number I goals have a trip. for the year also? Well, as far as the trips go, as the trips go, um, I'm assuming we're still doing it. But my brother, he acts for work. He goes back to Texas every year. And uh, he's a bee farmer is what he is. So he has uh, puts his bees out on different farms and things. And he's acquired a bunch of permission ground. Uh, so I think I'm going to go down there in April sometime and going to go after some hogs and some coyotes and do some thermal hunting, that sort of thing. Uh, plan on doing that in April. Other than that, you know, normal trips. Coyote numbers, man, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always shot way too high as far as what numbers I'm going to pull in. If, but realistically, if I get, if I get 20, I'd be super stoked sort of thing. You know, I just, I don't, I don't get, I mean, I, I just don't hunt as much as, you know, Andy can or whatever when it comes to coyote hunting. So I love it, but I'd say 20. Um, for me, I mean, trip wise, we, I kind of already talked about that. Uh, coyotes killed to be honest with you. Last year was the first year. 2023 was the first year I kept track of how many coyotes got killed on a stand I was hunting in. So I didn't, I didn't keep track of specific coyotes that I shot and killed. So let, I mean, so let's say the three of us were hunting. If we were on a stand and we killed a coyote, I counted a coyote, you know, on stands that I was on. Right. Um, I kind of did the same thing. Yeah. And I got to 32 last year and that's when I stopped. That has to be close to where I was at. Um, and like I said, that's not all that Nate shot. Some of those you shot, Andy, some of those Micah shot. So, um, other people shot, but those were on stands I was at. So I don't know. I'd like to get somewhere, you know, I'd, I'd love to hit the number 50. If I'm keeping track the same way, I'm never going to kill 50 by myself as much as I get to Kyle Hunt. Um, I would love to, but that would be a difficult number to obtain. But I would like to get to 50 on stands I'm hunting where there's a coyote that gets killed, uh, where I'm a member of that killing right. team. You know what I'm saying? So I guess 50, but who, I don't really give a shit, to be honest with you. I'd like to get to the hundred mark. I don't know if I ever keep track. I always lose track of where I'm at. Just, but I did the same thing. Of I don't, I don't care who pulls the trigger. If I'm on the hunt, if I'm in the stand, you know, it. it I count it. Right. Um, right. I know Austin right now, and today's December twenty seventh. Uh, this weekend he'll have. If we get two, if he can pull the trigger on two, and he has counted the ones he has pulled the trigger on, has been fifty daytime coyotes. Yeah, um, not counting the ones we thermal hunted and stuff like that. He has fifty daytime. I've been with him from probably fifty percent, probably more than that, probably sixty percent of those. Uh, In two thousand twenty-three, if, if not more, and then plus the thermal we've done, so I'm probably around fifty to seventy coyotes, give or take. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, working. that's a big difference. I know. I I literally I don't I did lost count. Well, that's kind of, I mean, like I said, the only way I kind of was close last year is I had a note that I would just, if we killed one and I remembered to do it, I'd go into the note and I'd type another number in. And that's what I got. And that was bad. Yep. I was bad because I would confuse, like we hunted, 
couple tournaments before the end of the year. You start hunting tournaments after the end of the year, like right. where like where you started and stopped. So yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd like to really rack up numbers at thermal tournaments. Yeah, is what I'd like to do. Uh, or thermal, not tournaments. Thermal even, hunting. Just thermal hunting. Yeah. I'd like to to bump them number. And I guess I guess I didn't consider it this year. Uh, I'll have my own thermal, so right, that change yeah. things hopefully. So yeah. you know maybe I'm shooting a little low at twenty because I would like to think that. I was probably on stand for at least most of those ones with you, wasn't I, Nate? Or oh, I would, yeah, good you go out quite a, I mean, I, I went out yeah, nighttime uh, without you a few times, and obviously, but right. Um, I would say, well, and there was a few tournaments we didn't hunt together, but I mean, handful of times we didn't hunt together. Yeah, but most of those we were probably together. Right. Yeah, I mean, I never keep track, so I just you know, just yeah, whatever. I just want to hunt coyotes. <laughs> like at this point, you know, uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Like I talked to Mitchell today on the his podcast. I, I'm, I'm done with the like the I'm moving on from the deer, and so <laughs> now I'm ready. Like coyotes are on my mind. I'm no longer. I'm, I'm out of deer mode. I'd be surprised if I go deer hunting again this year, um, or this season. So uh, I'm probably you know I'm I'm at that point that I'm I'm kind of. I'm ready to just, you know, I'm getting an itchy trigger finger. How about that? Yep. All right, Brian Houck. What's up, buddy? Are there any topics that you have not covered up to this point that you hope or plan to discuss in 2024? I had one in mind, and I forgot. So start talking, and I'll remember. I'd like, I'd like to talk more about bow fishing. Just because that's something, you know, passion that's that started for for me, and I think Micah as well. And I know Nate enjoys doing it, but uh, he has four kids, and yeah, a little less time than the rest of us. Um, that's one big thing for me. Um, I'm oh, a big I information guy, so I always like new information, yeah. new learning topics. So I, I like those types of things. So anything new from that, yeah, um, I'm enjoying I mind technical topics like our our show last week with Corey was like i had a, so much fun <laughs> listening to that i want to do more rifle like type like ballistic stuff. yeah technical yeah i wouldn't yeah. mind that yeah mind so that. that's, that's something that. we really haven't covered i mean we've had like our top like john collins or i think had his top five calibers or maybe it was big al i can't remember that you stuff know. is fun to me getting people's opinions yep. and yep. you know the the drafts yeah. and the arguments and not I, I not arguments, but I'm a big, I like debating people. I like just for the hell of it. I like starting shit too. If you guys can't tell. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. That type of stuff is fun. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I, I think is just more, some more technical stuff maybe than we've done before. Uh, if, yeah. if I can figure out, you know, we can figure out a way to make it happen. Micah. What's. Cr oh, sorry, Andy. No, you're fine. No, I agree with the technical stuff. Um, I, I think it's just uh, it's lava and you, it's hard to touch. But uh, I'd like to tap a D in our state at some point. And what did, what do you say? C W D W D C W D. You know, like I said, I, I don't think it's an argument. There will be one either way. But uh, that's one thing I would like to discuss at some point with some experts on both sides. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's the main one. I like one. to put some logic behind it. 
Because it's getting closer and closer to yeah. where we hunt. It's one I mean, county away. And someone, I was reading something, or one of our friends made a comment about it. Yeah, yeah, it's not that big of a deal until it is in your county. Well, it's creeping. So I think we do, like, where we hunt, need to start paying attention. Like, what can we do to help? I don't, yeah, I'm with Mike on that. Yeah. Because we, I mean, we did kind of capitalize on that opportunity of some counties who had extended deer season. Nate, mm-hmm. me and you went up there. And uh, I fucked up again. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for that. <laughs> you know, you're welcome. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I, I would like to know more because I have been guilty of turning a little bit of a blind eye to a big part of it just because it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Right. We need to, if you guys know of any like experts, um, you know, in favor of CWD, uh, ways they're dealing with it or the, the other way, um, let us know. Uh, cause we don't really know you know, who to talk to uh, about that. And, you know, we've heard that people with a certain government agency in our state aren't going to come on and talk to you um, if it's right. it's a negative tone or if it's, if it's you know, you're, you know, it's gotcha like journalism to get a third or something. Party. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to get a third party that's considering the game besides research. Yeah. And get the, the down low on it. Yep. Sure. Or another way, another way you could, frame it is get somebody from the agency or whatever and have to us the way they do it and why they do it and then get somebody on the other side of the spectrum of why it's wrong or why it's right or whatever uh i don't think you could have both parties in the same room (laughs) if i'm being honest (laughs) yeah I, Yeah. I, i don't i don't disagree with that at all you know yeah you could even like have the same show or have one week the one and then the next week, yeah. the next one. Um, I mean, that, that's that, that's a case where I'll be honest with you. That our MDC, I think, is great. They do a lot of good stuff. Um, yep. A lot of people bitch them. about them, but you know, yeah. Sorry, you, you overall broke up. we have a great agency. Um, I think it doesn't mean I have to agree with everything they do or everything that's going on with them. So. Um, I can still think they, they do a good job at the same time. I don't have to agree with all of it. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. I would, I would mirror that statement. Yeah. I would mirror that. Yeah. I would resemble that remark too. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks Brian. Good to hear from you, buddy. Todd page, uh, best low profile predator chair or seat on the market. He has tried a handful of these different ones and they all seem to have something about them. He'd change. When is someone going to come out with something that is a must have for daytime stands? Well, Todd, Guess what? All three of us use the exact same thing, and that is the tri-leg stool from Alps Outdoors. And, Andy, you got it right there with you, don't you? Actually, I don't have the stool with me. I have a different – if he's talking about low-profile sitting on the ground is what I took it as. Okay, but I see what you mean. Stool, yeah. I gave up sitting on the ground because I wanted that visibility – my thought process, I'm going to shoot them before they get close enough. It makes a difference type deal Yeah. Um, of whether or not and, and, and set more strategically so I can set up a little higher. But if you're looking for a low profile stool, it is the Alps Grand Slam. It's actually, they have an enforcer, which, which is the I have that. Pack. Yeah, I have that. I have not tried it. I had this for turkey hunting anyway. This has a kickstand, so you don't have to have a tree to lean against. You can sit on the ground still be comfortable have a backrest um it has like a 
for predator hunting and it has the pouch and the seat. I do like it. I would like to try the enforcer. Um, Take it next time you're here. From Alps, those, yeah. 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 It's the same thing, ain't it? See if the stuff. Very similar. It's the same thing, but yeah. it has a, a bag in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, if it, is it the right size bag that I can fit all my stuff? I'm kind of weird and I take a lot of stuff with me that I probably don't need, but, yeah. um, I do know, uh, our friend Calder, uh, our, our buddy Calder, he runs a sly dog and loves it. And it's almost identical setup to the Alps grand slam chair. Um, so yeah. another great option, I think has the pad has a, a big carry bag. It has more of like a, uh, a string bag in the back or what do you want to call it? Yeah. And a so, little bit different, but same concept. And I'll go We're obviously fans of the Alps. I'll go a different way. Uh, staying with Alps. Actually one of our listeners, Clip Barone replied to Todd with this. All three of us use this. Um, I don't sit on the ground at all anymore unless I absolutely have to. And then I'm just going to sit on the ground because I don't have that with me, but I now use a tri-leg stool from Alps. Uh, I'm not a big dude. So, me being up off the ground isn't near as big of a deal as, you know, let's say Andy is a foot taller than me at this, literally a foot taller than me. So he's got a bigger profile than me, but all three of us use this. The tri-leg stool, it's small, it's it's compact, it's easy to get in and out. Um, Bless you. Um, You know, it's it's easy to sit in uh, for me, and even if you're like on a long stand, I don't get super uncomfortable in it. I mean, it's not like, yeah. sitting in a freaking recliner but the tri-leg stool is is what i use for or for coyote hunting and actually alps makes another tri-leg stool that's I was gonna just, say you you put me on to something that's on my bucket list yeah also. and i did not look the name of it it absolutely it's actually an alps mountain earring mountaineering stool oh, so you got camping tri-leg stool yeah, yeah so you got alps outdoors and alps mountaineering alps mountaineering has a stool that has got a mesh um seat so it's breathable and it's a touch taller than the tri-leg stool. And I want to say like four inches maybe. Like it's Yeah, we, we need tall. to put them next to each other sometime because I've got one of each. Um, and I really do like that. It takes up a little – obviously it takes up a little more room when you're packing in and out. But I wish I knew the name of that one, but just get on Alps Mountaineering and you'll find that one too. There's You can't go see, wrong. That, that, see, that would be my, my biggest complaint of – about that one because I use tri leg too and it it works great you know most of the time you're only sitting you know 30 minutes max most of the time uh, so I never have too big of an issue but a little short for us taller guys so you know my knees or my back might hurt a little bit so I might that extra four inches would be <laughs> money well you That's need to she said yeah you uh, need to you need I to will, check out this one next time you're over here because it is I mean. Andy, you yeah. sat in it, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, when we went up north. Uh, yeah. Well, I significantly changed the way I like would set it up. Um, I do say on a shorter stool, from being a taller guy, I kind of tuck my knee. And from specifically coyote hunting, sometimes it's nice because coyotes always don't come the way you think they will, right? I mean, they're always around, you know, coming different ways. So it's kind of nice. You can kind of knee slide out of that to a knee and you have your tripod still there shooting a coyote i'm not even on the stool anymore um dude, so dude there's been times where i will like be on my knees and then sitting on the chair 
and just kind of using right. that for extra support. So, <laughs> I mean, it is nice for that. It's not the, I mean, I'm not going to do that for long, it's long yeah, periods right. of time, but it, you know, it's pretty steady. It's, you can steady yourself pretty easy with it. Yep. yep. All right, good question. It's easily packable in and out. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. But, Todd, that's what we use, man, those Tri-Lake stools. When I first started coyote hunting, I sat on the ground. I used that Predator pack all the time. Um, and I don't have a problem with it, but I just felt less stable with my shot, you know, with a tri- even with a, tri- um, a tripod. Um, oh, wow. Just getting off the ground a little bit, I just feel more solid, you know, just feel more like normal. I'm sitting down like I when I shoot. So. And, I, and I don't know if it's just like where we hunt, but it seems like you're always in some type of little bit of brush or something, and you need that little bit more elevation just or so you build or yeah, yeah, so you can clear whatever whatever's in front of you. So I like to be just a little bit elevated. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, we've gotten to the point during tournaments where we're actually just standing up, you know, during a tournament. Uh, half the time, or if not most of the time, just because, you know, we camp sort of thing. I mean, I don't know if it's the best way to go about the things. You're, probably, you're obviously more exposed that way, but if you're in a cedar tree or whatever's close, you know, you can make it work. Yep. All right. Uh, Corey Groff, the man himself, is going to open up a giant can of worms for us here. Andy, sh- Andy's shaking his head. We should have called Corey. While while we're doing this right now, yeah. But okay, so Corey Groff asks on Facebook, "What are the three worst coyote calibers?" And then he replies, "I'd like to sit on that one." (laughs) Um, Can I answer the first one since I think everybody would agree with me, and I can get out of this without getting my hands dirty? Are we all just going to do one? Are we all just going to do one? Are we all going to do three? No, I ain't doing. I feel like we do three total. I feel like we should just honestly, because it's okay. We should do what? What'd you say, Andy? Have to throw that one out just because it's an obvious. Which one? Twenty-two long rifle. I feel like we should throw that one out because it's an obvious. Which one? Yeah. Twenty-two long rifle. Yes, correct. Yeah. Twenty-two long rifle. Um, my lagging. Yeah, you're lagging, but. I don't want to throw that one out because I don't want to answer another one. So I'm saying 22 long rifle. It's one of the worst. Can't use it. BB gun too. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know how serious we want to get here, but yeah, I mean, 22 long rifle. I don't know how many people actually use that to hunt coyotes. So I would probably, you know, say it's probably not even in the list for most people, but um, I don't know. What's something you think, Micah? 17 HMR. Oh, you're starting some shit with that I'm one. I'm probably going to get my head bit off of that. There's a lot. Dude, it's, it's not enough. It's not. It doesn't. Can you kill a coyote with it? Yes. You can also kill one with a freaking spear if you're good enough. But the 17 HMR, in my opinion, doesn't pack enough punch, not enough grains, whatever you want to call it. It's no. Ain't going to do the job. Yep, you're going to get it for that one. Andy, what are your thoughts on that? On 17 HMR? Yeah. I can't believe his. No, I agree with my. 
Yeah. yeah, you can kill something with about anything. You can kill an elephant with a twenty-two. But I um, mean, it, it all depends on your shot placement. And when you get to that, now sometimes, of course, shot placement's key. I think John Collins said this maybe the other day, or somebody on the Hornaday podcast I was listening to. Sure, shot placement is key, but having the right equipment makes a difference as well. So I agree with Micah wholeheartedly that, yeah, I can kill a coyote maybe 100 yards and in with that thing or 200. I'm sure everybody has a story, but no, it's not for me either. I agree. All right, so what caliber are you choosing? I was trying to talk long enough so I could think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were kind of stretching that out a little bit. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I'll, maybe my answer I'll go the opposite way of 22 long rifle and I'll say 300 win max. I'm See but you're going to kill dogs that way. That's going to kill a dog. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's a little much. They're dead. They're definitely dead most likely. He didn't say he didn't say he didn't say which one is the most overkill. Oh, he just said the worst. I want to say I want to say anything 270 or bigger is overkill. Is overkill and also like you talk to some of these old hunters, man. They used to use two seventies all the time for coyote hunting. My dad used to have running dogs and stuff like that that they they hunted. They, they talked about shooting them in the guts with you know these uh, whatever, and I, they would run for miles. You know, um, speed kills. So I think you can get too heavy, too slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you get a, you get that too big and it's not traveling fast enough, you lose that hydrophilic shock, and you have runners. Even though it's a huge caliber, you're hitting them with something heavy. You're probably probably going to get a bunch of shit, and I'm probably wrong. Science. Well, I mean, I'm probably wrong scientifically on this. Well, wouldn't you just be getting uh, like you know pencil holes and not expansion on some of those shots? I mean, wouldn't that right, be it? Some of that too. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I don't know enough about calibers. To My actual answer. I just know. Sorry, you were lagging too. My bad. My actual answer. I'm not saying. I'll hang up. Don't even say it. I'll hang up. I'm not saying is a bad coyote round, and I am using this gun this season. I just mounted okay. an Aries to it, so I love I this. I, I love this gun, but. I feel like it's not making many top five lists anymore. And I want to know why. And that's the 223. Yep. Nobody, Uh, yeah, nobody's really talking about it anymore. Nobody's, you know, really saying the 223 is a, a top coyote round anymore. But funny they do that and then everybody's a lot of people are still hunting with a 223 like i said i'm gonna hunt with a 223 christensen npr shooting 50 grain v max out of it andy i know has a 223 uh micah i know has a 223 i don't know that mike is going to be hunting with his anymore but i know andy does um but i think what it's either people are bored with it or you know they're either bored with it something, something sexier else. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, because everyone has one, everyone shoots it. It does a decent job, but there's better. That's what I was just going to say. Like, I can name a handful of rounds. I mean, two, 22, 250, 243, 6 Creed, 6 Arc. Um, gosh, I'm just trying, like, I'm, I'm struggling all of a sudden. 
I mean, I'm missing a bunch. Um, they're all you can go, you can go away to this. So you can go six five. You can yeah. go to the. Yeah, there's all kinds the that only, are more effective, thing, like, but the 223 has also been around since the beginning. It's the cheapest to shoot out of all of those rounds we just talked mm-hmm. about. Um, all of them, not even close, really. And it's it is tried and true. Like it still kills dogs. It it's it's just it's not the fastest round. It's not the flattest shooting round past a certain a uh, certain you know distance, and it's not the newest, so it it doesn't make anybody's top list anymore. So I'm I'm putting it in my yeah. one of my three worst, not because I actually believe it's one of the three worst rounds, but I can just I can see why um, it's no longer you know like one of the top three anymore. Nobody really ranks it top three anymore. Yeah, the twenty two two fifty. You can push like the same the green only- bullet. Go, you go, go first, on, Andy. Who's going? Andy, go. Yeah. So you have a fifty-five grain bullet. I mean, you can shoot out the same, you know, point two two fifty, and pick up almost a thousand feet per second, eight hundred feet per second. Hit it that much harder with the same, you know, grain projectile. Yep. There's just better options, I think. And like you said, you you lose, you're limited on your range, as opposed to the others. And I think you get more wind drift, in a higher wind day. I've actually tested, and this is my personal experience. I have a two lighter, faster bullet. I would have more faith in dropping a coyote where it sets, shooting a thirty-two grain bullet, forty-one hundred feet per second, than I do shooting that fifty-five grain bullet at thirty-three, thirty, I don't know, thirty-two to thirty-four. Yeah, Micah. The only the only thing I was going to say is the only peop, only person that I know that actually still shoots. Uh, 223 that's got like a platform to shoot is uh Jeff Dinnick. He shoots a 220, you know, he, he, yeah, he still shoots that. I don't know any other call them professional hunters, whatever you want to call. Nobody else is using that. Yeah. Take that for what you will. Yeah. I so still, I still, I would, but I would bet this day and age, I still bet that gun kills more coyotes. Than most other guns out there. I right was now. just getting ready to say the same thing. I guarantee you that caliber though kills yeah. more coyotes every year in this state than all of them combined. So probably still keeping yep. my gun yep. safe. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to be hunting with it this yeah. year. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that I'm going to you know hunt with it a lot, but I want to. I like that NPR that I've got. That's the 223. It's a tack driver, and now that I've got it suppressed, the last time I shot it, it wasn't suppressed, and now it is. Um, I'm excited to, you know, play with it a little bit, but the, that's just, that's the reason I said it. I don't actually believe the 223 is a bad coyote round, but if we're saying the three worst coyote rounds without saying shit that, you know, is so obvious, like a 22 long rifle, like I tried answering to get out of this, um, that's what I decided to go with. So we're going with the 17 HMR, the 223, and Andy kind of got out of this by saying the 270, you know, you kind of, you kind of yeah, went both. the easy way. <laughs> What'd you say? Or above. Uh, 308. You can, I don't care. You can <laughs> Andy's going number four. No. Uh, yeah, so um, that's a difficult one. I would say that's harder than like the top three list. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to know Corey's now. His bottom three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we have yeah. him back on to talk about we're his bottom to, three? That's what we're we should We're going to have to have him back on. Yeah. I, 
I think you're just going to piss people off. <laughs> I like it. Corey, text text me your your bottom three. I'm curious now what you think. Uh, Dakota Hand rec- replied to Corey, 22 Parvo has got to be one of the worst. <laughs> uh, and then he says, I say that because I don't have one, LOL. Um, Austin Allenball, speaking of shit stirs, uh, of the three, who is the best coyote hunter and why is it Andy? <laughs> and then um, I replied, you have something on your chin. And then Micah replied, easy, bud, your boner is showing. <laughs> Um, and then Austin says, numbers don't lie. I would never stir a pot. Yeah. We call BS on the, I would never stir a pot, but I said I would read them all. So I'm reading yours, Austin. Good to hear from you. But, uh, I don't know. You can be the best hunter, Andy. I don't really give a fuck. I'll take it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I did have a qu- another question that came in though. It said, Micah, did you learn anything from watching Andy and Austin shoot Kyle at 380 yards? I mean, I couldn't see the coyotes. I couldn't tell you nothing. <laughs> Is that the Santa Claus picture? <laughs> I just, the the, ha- the yeah. Santa hands? Yeah. That, that one. I mean, that was, you know, we, it wasn't too exciting that day. You know, it was pretty, we had dry. What did we do? That was our third set. We only did three, right? Right. Yeah, that was our third. And that one, it wasn't even coming into the call. It was, it was I leaving. think we kind of decided it was just kind of walk. Yeah, he was leaving. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he saw us or what, but, uh, you know, all of a sudden, Coyote, coyote, and I'm like, where? And Austin's like, by that uh, tell or telephone pole or power pole. I'm like, I don't see. There's only nothing. like four of them. To pick all right? of a sudden, yeah, I like four, and they're like 800 yards away. I'm like, what are you guys looking at? And you know, so but Andy and Austin, they were able to drop them, and it was out there, man. That was uh, that was a good shot. So kudos to you guys. Nice. Mike is being nice. We're trying to give him shit. It's no fun. <laughs> uh, the same Clint Barone. I mean, Go ahead. No, I mean, it was fine. You know, it's it's whatever. They had the shot. Might as well take it. I don't know if I would have taken the shot anyways because Andy would have been, even though there was a hay bale, you know, it wouldn't have been the safest You'd shot. You'd have had to slide out. Yeah, he would have been shooting right past Andy. Uh, so not ideal. So I probably would have left that one out anyways yeah uh the same clint barone asked what's everybody's true thoughts on the 223 for coyotes uh we pretty much just answered that we with, just gave it to you yeah with the the um yeah. the the answer of of uh cory's question so yeah i mean i'm still gonna yeah, shoot I mean, it if, but here let me put it this way just let me put it this way if you i've got a 22 250 a six creedmoor a um 223 and i got one other one and what the hell is it six arc you got okay i've got four rifles that i would consider coyote rifles okay i've got other ones but i've got those four calibers any given day if i had to get one of those rifles and say i have to get a coyote on the ground today and i need to take the rifle that i know is going to get it done I'm probably going to pick that 223 last out of all four of those every single time I have to do that. And that's, it's not that it's not effective and won't do the job. It's just not as effective as the other three that I currently run. Yeah, right. If that's what you have, I would, 
I would go hunting. I would hunt, hunt, hunt the shit out of them. Yep. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna do it. So you know, mess around with you know different bullets. See which one does the best for you. Take the damn thing hunting. You know. Yep. If, and if you find out it's not working out for you, maybe go with something else. But a lot of people got ARs in their closet, so take it hunting with you, man. Hell yeah. And sh- I mean, I think a lot has a difference too. Is shoot it. Don't just, you know, throw some random. It, I've, I feel like I've learned a lot in the last two years. I used to think, think a 55 grain bullet is a 55 grain bullet is a 55 grain bullet. I could go by the Federal, go by the Winchester, and go by the Hornaday, pop one in, and I'm ready to go. I was ignorant. I started to learn in the last several years that, oh, well, that's not the case whatsoever. Yep. This brand shoots better in this gun because of the powder load or the type of powder or all this stuff. My six specific rounds I've come to find out. My uh my, my two forty three likes two different types of rounds very well. Like so it's just one of those things like shoot it. Know what it likes. I've realized I missed a lot of thermal coyotes because the ammunition I was using out of the gun was not Yeah. No, oh, I, I agree hundred percent. Uh that's all the questions I've got. Micah, did you have more? You said something about one or something, or did we already uh, cover it? Yeah, look on look on my Facebook page, the one that I shared. Robin asked a question. It was I know it was regards to CWD, uh, but I can't remember his exact words. I think we asked if we had anybody maybe planned to come on to talk about it or something of that nature. Something uh, I'm like almost that. there. I'm almost there. You got two comments. Oh, okay. Uh, Robin asked, Robin Belzer asked, what is your opinion on coaling programs to manage the spread of CWD? And then Chris replied, it's a lot like the new Royal stadium. If it doesn't affect me, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what's your opinion on the coaling program to manage the spread of CWD? I don't agree with it. I don't. I've seen what it does in the counties that they do that in. Uh, not a fan of it. That being said, I am not a biologist and I don't know if it actually, so I don't know if it works or not. I don't, in my opinion, I don't think it does from what I know about CWD is it's not going to, it's not going to kill the deer for three years. If I remember right. And this is all spitfire. Don't take any of this to heart, but, uh, it's not going to kill a deer for three years. So if you get a, let's just say a two year old buck and he gets CWD two years, he potentially has three more years and that gives the hunter the ability to harvest it before CWD. Um, I don't, I, I don't agree with the call. I don't, uh, but I'm not that being said, I'm not an expert, so I don't know. Yeah. The only question I would ask on the calling is, so are they killing every single deer in that county that they're coaling? They, are they uh, is, so it, is the their goal or is their is, goal to kill them all? They yeah, well they want to kill as many as possible. So the way this works and in the counties and I don't know if every county does the coaling. I just know the county that I used to hunt in, this is how they they would do it. They would go up there and sometime in the next few weeks first like where after the season's over, uh, they're going to dump a bunch of piles of corn in places that they have permission to do it at. 
and they're going to kill. They're going to go out there at night. They're going to spotlight them. And they're going to kill. They also have it where, and I could be putting my foot in my mouth, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you want to be able to kill deer, you can kill deer using a spotlight. I'm. I don't know a thing, but if you have permission on ground, you can go out there and you do want pretty much. Yeah. You have to go get the glands. You have to take the deer and do whatever they want to do to it, I guess. But, uh, uh, yeah, you, know, you can't keep any of the meat. They don't donate any of the meat. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's just lowering the numbers. I have a and, problem I mean, with that. Um, mm-hmm. I have a problem with wasting the animal. If that is actually true. Uh, I've got a problem right, with that. Right. And don't, don't take it to heart. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. If somebody knows something, uh, you know, let us know, but I'm pretty sure, uh, those are the horror stories you hear. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. you hear those same stories from people, from people. Yep. Uh, of that stuff. The first, the first, the first year they did it and my numbers could be off some, but the first year up North, I want to say they killed 700 and something deer or something like that in the County. Something like that. I, I guess process. just my, my question is, and I want to, are, are we trying to eliminate the herd? And if we do eliminate the herd, how long are we going to keep the herd out of that county? Because doesn't CWD apparently live in the soil? It's a it's a prion or a prion that's in the soil, and that's how they're getting Something it. Like that, yeah. So if if so, we're, if but, we're trying to eliminate every deer off the landscape, and then we need to keep them off the landscape for how long? so that we stop the spread of the disease. And to me, right. To me, I don't understand why we're not just and this is why we should really do a show on this. I, I 100% agree with with you on that, but um why don't you just let mother nature do what mother nature is going to do and do her thing. But, you know, that's just the way I look like, at some things, like, but, you know. Right, like doesn't Michigan don't they have a big issue with CWD or isn't it, you know, known in their state? And so. isn't there, a, isn't there more deer? I mean, there isn't like their numbers are crazy, right? Doesn't Michigan have like crazy deer numbers? Yeah. Hell, I think Colorado has CWD and like elk herds and stuff like that. Like it's not just Missouri right. that's doing that. And I, I don't know. I, I want to know the statistics behind it. So if they're pulling all these glands, what percentage of the deer have it that they're killing? Because if I'm not mistaken, this year all the CWD counties during regular rifle season had to go test like you you had to first take weekend. it during regular rifle season it was the first weekend first weekend and that's I'm how it's taken the like, you there's only a handful of, of them that actually got tested or yeah. that, that tested positive in the whole state i think it's a very low I percentage could be completely wrong on that but yeah the no i don't think you really are i think it's a very low percentage that are, are testing positive and then i've also heard and once again these are all just things we we've heard as as guys um I've also heard that no deer actually ends up dying of CWD. Like they die from other natural causes before CWD ever takes them down. Like from hunters killing them, from a car hitting them, from, uh, you know, EHD, you know, from other things. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about it because honestly, like Andy said earlier, it's really not affected us yet until it does. And that's probably going to happen in the next two years, I would say. Because, uh, you know, yeah, it's you're probably right. I mean, will it affect us by the deer 
or affect us because of an agency making a decision that it's going to affect us? Will we physically right. be seeing something happen to our animals or it will be a political, not a political, what's the right word, policy that, that, that affects us? Yeah. What's going to affect us more, the disease or the policy? Which one? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, great point. But uh, I, that that's all the more reason for us to maybe look into doing a show. I've I've heard it's hard to get those shows scheduled and get those you know those agencies to talk about it. I don't know that we haven't tried, um, but we should we should try to get some more info for for folks. But that's all the questions I got. Yeah. Nobody's got any more. No, I don't think so. If anybody asked a question and I didn't answer it or we didn't read it, it's because I'm an idiot and I didn't look at it or forgot where it was yeah we had a yeah we had, we had a few different posts out there so yep might have got lost yeah and i'm checking our go wild i don't see anything new so yeah um that's our 2023 recap we're looking forward to 2024 folks um you know we're going to keep on keeping on make sure you check out our youtube we were in 2024 all of our shows are hopefully going to be also video format and they're going to be on youtube including this one um so check out our youtube channel at, at missouri woods and water and um give us a like or no wait a subscribe i think it is um we're going to continue to try to build our website in 2024 missouriwoodsandwater.com we're going to add as many gear reviews as we can into our gear box on MissouriWoodsAndWater.com so that you can you know, see the, the gear that each one of us likes to use, what we prefer. Um, and then we're going to hopefully have a YouTube video of that specific piece of gear about what we like, don't like, whatever. Um, so you know, keep checking that out, and then we'll, we're going to continue to try to be social media um, savvy the best we can. In 2024, we'd like to interact with you with you all on the social medias, um, and we're going to keep doing that. So, anyways, what's up, Andy? I did get a question on, on mine, actually. I have oh. one question. Clint, Clint Barron asked a question on mine as well. It says, what sounds are working right now? Wouldn't you no. like to know? <laughs> <laughs> like Micah talked about earlier, we went out. It was rough. We tried about everything. And that coyote was not coming to our call. It was he was crossing the field, heading the opposite direction. Um, but my strategy changed or was modified a lot. Um, and I think there's a lot to what our episode. I don't know if Nate has it down or not with uh, Big Al Morris. Um, he kind of dropped some uh, some sweet knowledge on us that has seemed to be pretty tried and true. Yeah. So I'll. I'll I'll and also that and make you go have to listen to one of our episodes to find out what that sequence is. But what didn't work for Andy might work for Clint in a different County. You know, like, 100%. I mean, just depends on where you're at and what the coyotes are doing right now. So, uh, yeah, but it's a great, a great year with, we thank all of our listeners so much for some freaking reason, listening to us. Um, we appreciate you guys putting up with us, talking shit to each other and giving each other a hard time and, you know, uh, mumbling our words and all that stuff. We appreciate everybody. I appreciate you two fellas, uh, putting up with me and, uh, yeah, just look out for 2024. We got some new things, like I said, YouTube and, and, uh, so you're going to get to see our ugly asses on top of listening to us on, on podcast channels. So, um, yeah, that's all I got boys. 
Yeah. Nate, thanks, thanks for all, thanks for all you do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Put, Definitely wouldn't be possible with the, the time you put in. You are welcome, Andy. <laughs> Just kidding, Micah. You're all right, too. All right, boys. Well, we are at the hour 47 mark, so why don't we stop this podcast? All right. See ya. All right. Later. See ya, fellas.